This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Storm Center. This is your host, Ben Wangard. I'll be joined alongside by Drew Everhart. Lots of exciting action uh, over this past week to talk about. Softball had themselves a week. We'll have Ashley Swartow on for an interview. And uh, then Drew and I are just going to talk about softball as we have all spring. So I'm excited to get into it. And yes, you heard me correctly. This is your host, Ben Wangard. A little bit of a transition period right now, but uh, I'm excited. We'll see how this first episode goes. So yeah, let's hit it. Now, another special interview with another softball player. Been playing first base for four years now. And now, 2022 MIAA regular season champion, Ashley Swartout. Thank you for being here. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm really excited. Absolutely. It's just... um, So, we were supposed to do this interview on Friday. It's a Monday that we're recording this. And honestly, it's probably a good thing that... We didn't record because now we can talk about the game when on Friday we were going to try and steer away from that. Um, (laughs) You had obviously the biggest play of the day with that grand slam with two outs, which I think is one of the more impressive things. You guys kept that going through those two outs. What was that like, especially on your senior day? That had to have been special. Um, Yeah, it was super special, super exciting. I mean, at the moment, it meant so much. Looking back, um, we didn't really need the grand slam because we scored enough to beat him anyway, but... Um, it was super nice. And just looking back at the pictures of it, too, it's just a moment to remember forever. Yeah, we were going insane in the booth because. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and again, the whole moment is just it started out with Ellie trying going up with two outs and kind of thinking maybe she'll get on. But we don't know how the rest of the inning will go. Um, yeah. And then you stepped up and we we're like, oh, God, this might this is going to happen. <laughs> and then obviously it did just. What was that like going against that pitching staff? Because they were pitching a lot inside to different people. And what was that adjustment like? Um, She was throwing a lot of balls, actually, too, which was kind of good for us, which is how we ended up with people on base. Um, So just learning to be patient. And then they obviously made the mistake of throwing us inside. Um, That is our strong suit, and that's where we lie. And um, just me going up there with two outs, had a 3-2 count, and in my mind, I knew she was going to throw a strike. Yep. She didn't want to walk another person that inning. They were already down, and I was ready to see a strike, and I got one. Just, I don't, we were thinking, like, it had to be scattering port they were throwing inside, but then they just kept hitting people, and we're yeah. like, okay, yeah. I don't know if you want to change it up at all or not, but that was one of the more weird things, especially after a rain delay, which Bro, always that happens. rain delay, dude, oh, my goodness. I mean, I tweeted out, Coach D ended up liking I said that. Uh, Mother Nature hates trying softball yeah. once oh, again. Do. Yeah. And um, that, what was that like? Because we were thinking you guys were having a bunch of momentum going your way, but we're like, it's almost a reset now because Hope had some time to reset. Obviously, they didn't, but. <laughs> um, I think it was kind of fun for us, honestly. Um, it's not something we've done. Well, we've tarped and untarped the field as a team many times, but doing that together in the middle of a game, we were laughing while we were doing it, we were having fun. Um, I think it kept us engaged. It kept kept us focused, and we were ready to get back in that game and hopes out in the dugout while we did all the field work. So I think that actually helped us, and it kept our momentum going. Yeah, I saw the progression. You guys went from all in your cleats to Crocs yep. and then all in the rain boots. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, a lot happened in that half an hour to an hour. Oh, my goodness. I just remember I saw, like, the lightning off out like past right field and I just looked over at Drew and I was like Drew no way yeah they're about to they're about about to postpone this right now (sighs) and then it started raining sideways that was awesome but yeah luckily it lightened up though for a little bit yeah I was kind of afraid that we were just gonna have to like I thought I was just gonna keep raining and I was just like so like man I was in the groove you guys were in a groove and I was like this is just such like terrible timing but it all worked out in the end so can't be too mad about that but um, you talked about having patience uh, when, like, coming to, like, these uh, this pitching staff with Hope. And I would argue that you're probably the most disciplined bat on the team, at least from what I've seen the last few weeks. You just eat walks like there's no tomorrow. So, I mean, what like, what goes into that? Because I've seen some of the balls these pitchers are throwing to you, and I, I mean, I'm not 
a baseball or softball player, but I would be so tempted to swing at some of those pitches. How do you just like stay disciplined and like keep your weight back so you don't end up like swinging at a pitch that you know Coach D is probably gonna like look down upon? <laughs> um, honestly, it's been the four years here. I've swung at pitches that got me absolutely screamed at. So <laughs> I've just kind of learned, and it's something. And talking to your teammates too ahead of you, seeing what hearing what they're seeing, and just going up to the plate and. Being the number four batter, it's important to be patient. Um, they're not going to throw you a strike down the middle. Uh, there's going to be a lot of balls. So just going up with the mindset of looking for that one pitch that I want. And if I don't see it first pitch, I usually don't swing at it. Um, so just knowing that she's going to throw a lot of balls. Our coaching staff also gives us a scouting report of laying off pitches because she does throw a lot of balls. And they look into that before the game for us and they let us know hey, first pitch strike, or hey, she's kind of wild, be careful up there. So just learning from experience and knowing that that's what I have to do and that's my role on the team sometimes to take that walk. I mean, these two pitchers that you faced, uh, Slantic, who was also a senior, I mean, I don't know how often you faced her, but I would imagine that you are somewhat familiar with her. I mean, you guys have both been here for four years. Um, I Honestly, with me, I don't pay attention to anybody else that we play. Mm. I probably faced her. I don't remember. Um, there we go. I take it one game at a time. Um, everyone talks about records of other teams and whatnot, and I mm. honestly don't look at any of it. I don't look at stats of other teams. I don't um, I don't look at who we're playing and um, get scared or like to look them up and see what, they've, what I've done against them or whatnot. Mm. I just take it, and I'm like, okay, new game, new at bat. It doesn't matter what they've done in the past or who they are. That's something I think a lot of people will look way too much into. They're like, oh, well, this person, they're not very well against teams. Like, well, it doesn't matter at this point. What happened before, sure, it happened, but it's a whole new mindset. What's going to happen now? It's just something where I love statistics and all that at some points, but there's times where I'm like, why are you even mentioning that? Like, no one really cares when they're out there. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I hate looking at stats, too. It gets me in my head way too much. I just need to be able to go up to bat and just not think about it. If I look at my stats, I'm just going to think way too much about what could go right and what could go wrong. Right. I mean, with us, Ben and I, we have to be able to determine the stats (laughs) and look at them and be like, well, I don't know about this, but – I, I know that out there on the field, it really does not matter mm-hmm. at all. But one of those things is that um, that second game was wild against Hope oh, and how yeah. I yeah. thought, <laughs> I thought like I said on a broadcast, whoever scores first is going to win this game. And that wasn't mm-hmm. the case, thankfully. But yeah. what was that like? Just And those innings were quick, too. They felt yeah. like 30 seconds each. Yeah. It was a lot of composure, and I'm so proud of our team. We were able to hang on tight. We never gave up, and it they were quick innings, but it was a long game. Going zeros across the board for the longest time is hard. Um, you could get your energy down. You could get your hopes down, but we stayed in it, and I'm really proud of our team for doing so. And even when they did score first, we never gave up, and I think that's one thing, the fight in our team that we have and the urgency that we had to win Um Again, we just stayed so composed, and that was – I'm so proud of my team for that. Can you confirm or deny that Amanda's stare down at that catcher was the reason that the ball <laughs> got passed? That was insane. I honestly didn't see it, but she that catcher ended up having a lot of pass balls after that. And, I mean, just rattling the other team and keeping our energy is, I think, the most important thing is we rattled them and to make errors, and that's how we won. Yeah, we saw that up in the booth, and I was like, yeah. I mean, she, it's definitely a way of saying, <laughs> hey, you better watch me. Cold hard stare. But, um, yeah, I felt that in the booth. <laughs> I that's, wasn't even on yeah, the field. No. I was like, <laughs> I, I was scared at that point. That's Amanda, too. She just, she'll get you with her looks. She, She's very intimidating on the field sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I watched you guys. I was, I was watching the dugout, especially after Hope scored, and I was like, man, like, now it might be a time where, like, you know, the morale is down, people are upset, but you guys just kept chirping away from the dugout. And I think to hope that's got to be such a, like, that's got to be so demoralizing. You just scored on them, and you're playing at Trine. And you know this is a must-win game, and you just scored late in the game, assuming that we're probably going to coast here to a win. And then, I don't know, you guys just kept your spirits up. It was just, I mean, that was such a fun game to call all around. That was really enjoyable. I mean, that seventh inning was probably one of the most exciting sequences I think I've ever watched here at Trine to this point. I mean... I'll go down the history books for sure, Drew. Yeah, it got out of hand real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just uh, went from a good game to, well, better. it's good for us. But, I mean, knowing that for the Hope fans, I had to have been 
tough to watch. Just that last inning was just brutal for them. Yeah, that's fine. We're good with that. We're good with that, especially with all the. I don't want to say like total bad blood between the two, but I mean it's a rivalry in every sports. We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Going into that game, like I know you say you don't really watch that much mm-hmm. on the other teams, but knowing that it was hope and it's the last game of the year, I'm assuming you were told it was for if you sweep, you get the regular season championship. What was yeah. that like? Um, I mentally knew it. Um, just going in every year, it has always been hope coming down to the wire for us. Um, so I knew that it was going to be a close game. Um, the energy was fantastic. Coming off the Alma wins, too, we had the same composure. For We knew we had to sweep out. After we lost to Kalamazoo, we knew we had to sweep the whole entire conference to win, and that was something that we put into it. And coming to the day, we knew it was going to be a tense game. Um, we knew there were going to be a lot of Hope fans there, and, of course, it's senior day, so we're going to have a lot of fans. Um, I think that that honestly made it so much fun it made the environment and it made the atmosphere so much fun to play in. Shout out to the crowd, by the way. After the after all that rain came in, I was like, I doubt any of the students will yeah, come back. But yeah. they came back in droves afterwards. So yeah. shout out to them. I mean, Ben, you tweeted out saying Blue Crew needs to show out, and they, they, they definitely did. did. They did. I mean, I don't know. I just I I feel the same way. Actually, I just felt like even just up in the booth, just the crowd. It was such like an electric feeling to be there. Like I don't know. It just reminded me of like. Every other time we've played Hope in every other sport. Like, it's just, it was, like, super exciting. The crowd was into it the whole time. And, I mean, Hope travels really well. So Mm -hmm. it's a good thing that we had a ton of people show out because that very easily could have been a case where there was more more Hope fans in the stands than there were Trine fans. But, I mean... Those hope fans were on one as well. I don't, know right. if we need, I don't know if we need to get into that. <laughs> oh, I heard. I heard some stuff happen. <laughs> yeah, no, not, a lot uh, of chirping on both sides. Yeah, much. I mean, it's expected. <laughs> yep. It's for a championship. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you want out of it? Um, what was that, uh, Brooke Cunningham? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. For um, you guys? That was unbelievable. <laughs> Nobody on the team will. I think one or two people knew. One coaching staff, maybe one player knew she was coming. Um, it was a surprise to all of us, and that means so much. She moved out of state. We never mm-hmm. really get to see her. I know, especially for uh, Taylor Murdoch, that was their best friends. That was so special for her. Um, I was ready for the lineup, and in my mind, I'm like, that sounds a lot like Brooke. And then <laughs> yeah. someone's like, that is Brooke. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. And it was phenomenal. Great to have her there. Great to have her back. Yeah, because she came up in the booth, and I was surprised because I had worked with her before. I knew she's in Texas, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "What? What are you doing here?" And, she, <laughs> and then she was like, "Uh, it's like keep." And she was like laying low, yeah, sitting yeah. behind a table. Yeah. She's like, "None of them know I'm here." Or I think she said one coach knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just I and then I just seeing everyone's reaction that was awesome. Yeah, man. When I was when I was getting to the park, I, I was like walking up from the parking lot out behind like in the outfield and I just see someone have their, like they have their hood up. They come sprinting down the sidewalk from the baseball field and quick like ducks into the press box. And I'm like, who is that? And then I got up in the press box and I saw his Brooke. And then now that was really like a really wholesome moment when you guys like finally figured out that it was her, like on the mic everyone looking up at the press box and waving. So that was a really cool moment. I know she was glad to be there. She was super excited. Oh yeah. Cause she was like, I got a day off. I've paid. She flew up here. She was telling us that she's going to get tased here in a few and days. <laughs> and she's yep. going to get tased and maced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said she's been working for like a month to get here, and she had it all planned. The only reason a coach knew is to make sure the game wasn't canceled right. and moved mm. around. Um, but it was nice. We got to hang out with her after the game, too, and catch up, and it was great to see her. I was like, Brooke is an all-timer. She's <laughs> this, yeah, like all-time personality just – I think a lot of people knew her on campus. I mean, I knew her because I worked with her a couple of times. And I was going to say, I knew Brooke, and I don't even know how I knew Brooke. I just, <laughs> you I just, just knew her. I knew her. Yeah, like, Brooke literally. Brooke knows like, everybody, and literally. everybody knows Brooke. Right. Exactly. Like, I don't ever remember meeting her. I was just like, oh, Brooke. <laughs> like, <laughs> man. So coming into this week, we have the uh, tournament, obviously. Uh, it's double elimination, right? Yes. So what is that going to be like because – Obviously, it's going to be on Thursday, Friday. All this, most of the students will be gone. Um, if Hope's going to be here again, they're going to travel well again. What is, um, what's that going to be like, knowing that you might not have as many fans as you did on Saturday? Um, I think we'll still be okay with it. 
Um, we have in our like mindset and our team circle, we have the composure and we have the energy to carry it. Um, and we have a lot of fans that come out to every single game for us mm -hmm. in general. A lot of parents, we have such supportive parents. So I know we'll have a lot of people there, um, with finals and stuff going on too. Like I know a lot of people won't be there. Um, but it's okay that maybe it might help us. Maybe we need to be calmed down a little bit not get too excited, not get too ramped up. Um, just because we have to make sure we win these games. Um, so keeping our energy a little composed might be better without a crazy number of fans there. So, And then with the double elimination, we were checking our schedule. Like Overall, there's going to be seven games played. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you guys are going to play at maximum three or three. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, uh, yeah, we're definitely – we love math here. <laughs> but, um, no, we don't, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> what is that going to be like going to a tournament like that where – Double elimination, everything matters. You still, if you lose, you still have another chance. What is that going to be like? Um, obviously, the goal is to get, be staying in the winner's bracket. Right. Um, unfortunately, the senior class is the only class that has experienced a traditional conference tournament. Um, so I think that it's important for us to be able to talk, talk our team through it and lead by example for them. Because um, they, our teammates don't really exactly know what it's like. Um, so that's an exciting part, too. Um, just keeping the team completely aware of what's going on, but obviously looking at winning each game and not thinking about going to loser's bracket, mm -hmm. uh, that's something we'll think about if we get there. Um, but just focusing one game at a time, one inning at a time, just to make our easiest path to the conference tournament. I never even thought that the senior class was the only ones with that experience mm -hmm. because, yeah, juniors or freshman year was COVID. Yeah, and then yeah. last year we had a messed up conference tournament. It right. was a little different. So traditional conference tournament, we're the only ones that have seen it. God, that, I mean, we talked with Amanda about it. That When you guys are down in Florida, everything's getting shut down. That I don't understand how you guys dealt with that. Yeah, it was a crazy time. Definitely, definitely something to help me grow as a player and appreciate my sport so much. Um, having that season taken away, having not technically the full season last year taken away, but – I think I've just grown so much and I love my sport so much more for the ability to play it and not have it taken from me. Right. Cause like we've seen a bunch of sports. They had their whole season switch yeah. around. Like last year, football was in the spring just because we didn't. That was terrible. Yeah. It. it sucks. <laughs> Keep football in the fall. <laughs> yeah. And it's just one of those things where baseball and softball makes sense to where you could play them and still have somewhat normalcy. I know you guys still had to have the mask in the back pocket and all that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you're genuinely – the closest you're going to be to someone is when someone is, like, hovering over you at a base or next to a catcher. Yeah, it's – I mean, I'm just very grateful for our, like, athletic department as well. The mm -hmm. time and hard work that they've put into getting us to be able to play over the past two years has been phenomenal. And, again, like, we're lucky enough that our season has been – Kind of regular, pretty regular over the past couple of years, and we haven't had too much change. I'd say the one thing that's, like, really thrown about the seasons was this year with all the weather. Oh, my goodness. And just – what has that been like? Just because yeah. – Honestly, it's been crazy. <laughs> Coach D has even said this has been one of his worst years here. Mm -hmm. um, I've never seen a spring like this. No, yeah, it's – it sucked. I honestly – yeah – Saturday was a rainy day, very gloomy, but it was like our second best game day. Yeah. <laughs> All of that was sunny, but this one was like one of the best game days we've had, and it was still kind of chilly. So um, I don't know. It's been crazy. It's definitely something to adapt to, um, but we've been okay with it. We've made it work, and I think at this point it's just normal for us. Like being playing in cold and rainy and wind, like that's, that's what we need at this mm. point. That's normal. So we've adapted to it, but – it's not too fun. Yeah, because at first I thought it was like, because every game I was getting signed up for to broadcast, it was getting postponed. Every and I was time. like, and I was like, I I don't know if it's me, but then I finally got in a game. I was like, okay, I know it's not me. No, it was Will Schultz. <laughs> it was Will Schultz until the Olivet games. Yeah, until the Olivet game, which, by the way, I mean, it was a fun game to do, but like, I don't know if I've ever been more bored watching try and win. Ever, <laughs> like, to be honest, like, I mean, like, it, it was fun. Obviously, I'm, you know, whenever the Thunder win, I'm happy. Right. But I was like, dude. I mean, I feel like I just witnessed like a first-degree murder twice in a row, two, yeah. twice in one day. But now that Olive game was like – and now that I think about it, that's like the only sunny 
Yeah, the really like sunny, game. sunny yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. we've had. <laughs> Man, yeah. sun's out. You're dropping fifty points in two, fifty runs in two games. That's what Mother Nature's trying to prevent. Yeah, they don't, they don't want trying to score seven hundred runs on the season. <laughs> uh, ben, do you have anything else? You know, I think I'm good. Just uh, good luck uh, with the rest of your season. Absolutely. Congratulations on the uh, conference championship once Thank again. Thank you, guys. And that we were so hyped for that. Oh, my goodness. But with that, Ashley, good luck with everything and your future. I know you're going to be graduating here soon. Congratulations on everything. Thank you. All right. So now, oh, this is weird, Drew. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the captain's chair for this one. Yes, he is. Um, but uh, we got some softball to talk about. Uh, we just got done recording the interview with Ashley Sword out. Fun Shout interview. out. Shout out, Ashley. New friend of the pod. We're making friends of the pod. Every Absolutely. Day. Drew. Every time that we're able to, we try to make one friend of the pod every week. Yeah, it doesn't really work out that way, but we try. Hey, you know, I'm glad we got the interview with Ashley because at first I thought she just ghosted us. And then it doesn't matter now. No, no. And then we went to record and then we were just locked out. Of the st- well, this, the studio we usually use was already in use. Yep. So we went to the other one and it was locked. And then we were all just like, you know, up the river without a paddle. But we got it in, and yeah. it was it was really fun. So shout out Ashley for for coming on. I'm not 100 percent sure why the other studio is always locked. I mean, you can unlock it like during the day. Yeah, I mean, well, this is a little bit concerning. Uh, Taylor Hall, you can kind of just get in there like whenever, like at any hour of the day. Right. And so like, I don't think Josh would be too happy if like the roadcaster up there went missing. I know I wouldn't be too happy. I know, but I'm I'm just saying like during the day, yeah. let's yeah. have someone watching it. I mean, it's literally a, a, like a fishbowl. Like, yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> look at us going off on tangents again. Yeah. I feel like this is just going to be a recurring theme. I mean, it, I thought stuff was going to change since you're in the power chair now. Nope. but uh, If nope. anything, it's going to get worse. <laughs> so buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. You're in for a ride now that, I mean, yeah. it's just Ben Winger's world and you guys are living in it. Sorry. I'm super excited for you to take over, Ben. This is, this is going to be fun. Uh, might be a little bit of a rocky start, but you know what? It's fine. We got time to figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yes, sir. But so we got to start off here talking about softball. We don't have to, but I want to. Yep. I mean, it's a pretty eventful week. I feel like it was a very eventful week. So after the Kalamazoo series, which we talked about last week, Mm -hmm. Tryon had to win out if they wanted any shot at the conference championship. And so first things first, they went through Adrian, which we talked about last week, swept Adrian, and then they got to Alma. And so game one, Alma at Trine, April 27th. Trine won that for Zip. Uh, and, you know, there's, there was a lot of good performances in that game. Uh, Ellie Trine had a beautiful bunt in uh, game one. I mean, it was gorgeous, right down the third baseline. She went two for four. Taylor Murdoch went one for three. Ashley Swartout went one for one. And was, she had three walks, and we just talked to her. She's one of the most disciplined bats on the entire team. Yep, going into Saturday, she led the team in walks. I'm pretty sure that still stands. Oh, it has to. There's no way. There's no way that it doesn't. I mean, she's so disciplined. But Taylor Murdoch got quite a bit of walks, too, Taylor that, got walked, on that day. Taylor got walked. She got beaned. But that's that's for like 10 minutes from now. Yeah. But the stat line of the day, Drew, Adrian Rosie, she gets the win. Shout out. Seven innings pitched. Zero runs, one walk, nine strikeouts, and zero hits allowed for her second no-hitter of the season, 13th in program history. And again, only one walk. Yeah, I mean... Again. I just... I mean, that was so good. And Friend of the pod, by the way. Shout out, Adrian. Shout out, Adrian, friend of the pod. She's been on here. Um, Trine was so close to having a perfect game. There was two errors. um, Just a little bit of... uh, just uh, made some lapses in the infield. Nothing that couldn't be fixed. But, I mean, what a great game. Uh, Andy and I were on the call for this one. And it was it was an exciting matchup because this was uh, Haley Ulrich versus Adrian Rosie. Ulrich, yep. one of the best pitchers in the MIAA as well in her own right. The person I mean, that she's just a stole yeah. the MIAA Pitcher of the Week from Adrian after she had had a no-hitter. Which, I mean, did Ulrich have a no-hitter that week? No. No, I don't think so. But... Ulrich, I mean, she had herself a day. She threw 133 pitches. I think they were saying up in the booth, what, like 170 is the cutoff? I think I heard that. I, I think something like that, 150, 170, yeah, something like it's that. It's like where you got to start going, okay. All right, now we got we just got to pull her. But, I mean, Ulrich stayed in there, and she was, she was still dealing, like getting down towards like the end of her outing. The game ended in six innings. Um by getting down towards that like fifth, sixth inning, I mean, she didn't really look all that tired. 
I mean, obviously her pitches had slowed down a little bit, but that's just bound to happen. But I mean, the stamina, and also she's one of the best batters on Alma's roster. So, right. Props to Haley Ulrich. She's just a softball freak of nature in her own right. Got to put respect on the name. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, it pays when you're pitcher of the year in the year before. Everyone knows what you're going to be doing. You're a threat. But I mean, trying. I don't think they really care. Honestly, I mean, you'll hear it when that interview with Patrick swore out here in a couple yeah. minutes, but just you can't really think about that kind of stuff when you're going into a game. Yeah, I mean, it was just this was a good game all around. Adrian just completely blanked the Scots. <laughs> I mean, always fun to watch uh, Adrian throw a no hitter. Glad I got to see one in person because. Obviously, the other one, St. Mary's, wasn't there. Man, and, you know, I got some – I don't know if it's just with Adrian or whatever. Every time I don't watch a game, like, something awesome happens. Like, <laughs> I have missed both of Adrian's no-hitters. <laughs> Whenever I watch, like, people – I mean, they still do good, but yeah. there are people that go four for four when I don't watch. <laughs> I don't know if it's me. I told Ashley that, and she told me not to watch a game. I was like, well, uh, I'm kind of cut. I'm kind of uh, – Kind of part of the job, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of doing the game on Saturday, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Well, you know what, Drew? This game on Saturday, we certainly got to witness something awesome. At least Mm -hmm. in my opinion, I think we did. But first, we got to talk about the second game. Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Unprofessional. Ben, what are you doing? (laughs) So, second game, technically, was trying at Alma. It was still at trying. Uh, Trying won, 10 to 2. Big win. Uh, Anna Keppel picked up the win, three innings pitch, four hits, two runs, both of them earned, and three strikeouts. And then Lauren Clawson came in to pitch three innings. She allowed three hits and had four strikeouts. And, I mean, this was just another fun game all around. I mean, Ellie Trine had a double. Taylor Murdoch had two doubles. Amanda Prather had a double. Ainsley Phillips had a double. By the way, Ainsley, <laughs> what are we doing here? Why are we hitting balls 209 and a half feet? Oh, my God. It's okay. I feel like I, mean, I, I can say that because I said it to her face, so I think she'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we saw it a few times during the Hiram game, and then it happened a couple times on Saturday. And She's right there, man. I mean, I mean she's that'll get fixed in, in the offseason. Yeah, she, so. she's, a, she's a freshman, so she's still got time. And the only reason I say – I mean, I'm joking, obviously. I don't actually – She's a better softball player than I will ever be, so I'm not right. not hating. But I feel I just, I just feel like I have uh, the right to say that. I mean, not the right, but I said it to her face. So like, you guys can't be like Ben. Why are you saying that behind her back? You would never say that to her. Well, I did. Well, it's not, Saturday. and also it's not really behind her back when it's yeah, it is on, on a podcast. Internet. Yeah, but it's kind of the opposite of behind someone's back. Yeah, well, Ainsley, it's all jokes, all love. If you ever get offended, uh, I'd never meant to offend you. Uh, but so Ainsley had a double, and then Anna Gill had a triple, which was exciting. She legged that one out. And then Ellie Try and Taylor Murdoch both had two RBIs, Amanda with an RBI. And Amanda's just always on the batting. Like, she's always either sitting in the doubles category or the RBI category yeah. every single time. Anna Gill had an RBI, Ainsley had an RBI. And then Ellie Try and Anna Gill had some sacrifices. Anna Gill had a sack fly. So all around just a, a real team game. The one thing that Andy pointed out was, I mean, Tri didn't hit a single home run in the two games against Alma, mm-hmm. but just the ability of this team to play small ball, just keep passing the baton along and just put runners on and just move them around the bases one at a time and get them across home play. I mean, that's one of the strong suits of this team. Yeah, and I mean, I don't really want to call it going base to base because they'll go sometimes two bases at a yeah. time. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the ability for them to not really get discouraged when, like, oh, mm. man, I only got a single. Like, I should have legged that out. It's just, uh, all right, I'm on first. Someone's going to bring me home. I don't know who. Someone will eventually. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, the Thunder had 11 hits on the day. They were just torching the Scots. So that was another fun game. Shout out Andy for doing those games with me. That was a lot of fun. Uh, my boy, I already said this, Anna Keppel got the win. Danielle Little who had an amazing record coming to this, by the way. She was 11-2 and two coming into the game against that second game against Trine. End up getting the loss, six innings pitch, 11 hits, 10 runs, eight of them earned, six walks and five strikeouts. And she threw 143 pitches. That's wild. That's a lot um, of pitches. That record is interesting, though, but with this stat line, it really makes you wonder who did she get those wins against. 
Yeah, I mean, Alma has just a really solid team. We have to see them again. Uh, that'll be this Thursday. So I guess the day after this episode comes out. Yep. So that'll be an exciting one. Looking forward to that one. I think Drew and I will be on the call if I can get my final rescheduled. Professor Bigus. Let me know, bro. I will get that final done. I promise. I just can't do it at 11 a.m. on Thursday. Yeah. I, I got a final <laughs> at 8 a, at eight a.m. Um, But I should be good for that game. So, yeah, I think I'll be on that one. So that would be fun. But So the Thunder, they swept Alma, and then there was only one team standing in their way. That's the Hope Flying Dutch. I wonder As, who that could be. Yeah, I mean. It's not like we face up against them in the last game of every year for every <laughs> sport ever. I kind of think that, like, I feel like we talk about hope just as much as we talk about trying on this podcast. We 100% do. Just because... It's always hope. It's always who's hope. in contention. Yeah. We always try to talk about who's in contention for every sport, and it's just hope and trying every year. Yeah, I mean... I mean, once again, I wouldn't be surprised if we see hope and trying match up again before this conference championship tournament is over. Trying is a one seed and hope's a number two seed. If I were hope, I wouldn't want to see us again. I wouldn't want to. Especially not at trying. Yeah. Being on the road again. But so the Thunder knew they had to they had to win out against trying or against Hope. If they split with Hope, Hope would have taken the crown or what would have been shared. I think Hope would have taken it. No, they would have taken outright. it. Yeah, Hope they would have taken it. Outright. So knowing we had to sweep, game one, Thunder win, eight to four. That was an exciting game. Uh, lots of scoring. Ashley swore it out. Shout out, Ashley. Uh, had a massive grand slam. I mean, Oh, my goodness. I mean, we saw it coming, too. Like, it was 3-2 count, two outs. They'd already walked a run home. Yeah. And the uh, and that we just knew they didn't want to walk anyone else. They'd, right. Or they'd walked the bases loaded, actually, and then I mean, Ashley just turned on that thing. Yeah. Just, you knew smokes. when it – and Ashley said this. when You know when it comes down to a 3-2, they can't throw another ball. Yeah. It has to be in the zone somewhere, and you can't try to, like – gain the system by trying to get the up. Oh, maybe I can get the corners. Like, no, you yeah. have to a hundred percent be in the zone. And, uh, I mean, in addition to that, uh, like I said, she had just walked the bases load. I think she, so Ellie got on base with two outs. Yep. And then I think Taylor got beaned. If I'm not mistaken, I she think. either got beaned or walked, one of the which is, that's all that happened yeah. with Taylor that day. Yeah. One of the two. And then Mercedes also got walked mm-hmm. on the base. And then, and then I think I forget who mentioned it. One of us mentioned Ashley is the worst person to have in that situation. Yeah, Walk up to so the plate. If you're hope, yeah. that's the worst person to have like, up there. She's so disciplined at the plate. I mean, she has great vision, does not swing at garbage pitches that you might get like some less experienced players to go fishing for. Yeah. And she yeah. also smacks home yeah. runs and they loaded up the count and there was just a feeling I was like, man, well, they're going to come in the zone here. They have to because they don't – this pitcher's not going to walk a run home. Duh. Also, just trying to secure a strikeout. They're one out away from ending the inning, and then Ashley just – I mean – well, the pitcher kind of hung it over the heart of the plate, so I'm not really sure what she was thinking. Maybe just like not <laughs> – maybe like not the right location that she wanted. Maybe like she just maybe. didn't place the pitch right. But, I mean, hung it right over the heart of the plate, and Ashley ripped it out into left center. So that was really fun. And then – the scoring just continued from there. Scored another run in the third, two more in the fourth, and then after that, it was smooth sailing. What did well, have me concerned? Um, so what, hap- what happened oh, well, after that grand slam, though? A f- fat rain delay is what yeah, happened, Drew. Yeah. A fat well, rain delay. kind of rain delay, more for thunder and lightning. Well, it started off as a lightning delay, mm-hmm. and then it turned to a rain yeah, delay. And then it because, absolutely poured. Yeah, and then it just started pouring, and then they had to tarp the field, and then we were all just sitting in the booth with the umpires. Uh, I should have, like, paid them off while we were up there. I should have been like, hey, guys, I'll slip you some Skittles if you, like, widen the, <laughs> open up the strike zone a little bit for for trying just, just a tiny bit. Uh, the strike zone was pretty open all day. Oh, man, that was oh. – see, I couldn't really talk about it on the air because, like, that's not super professional to be, like, criticizing the umpires all the time. But now that we're not on the air, Drew, I got some things I want to get off my chest. Go for it. I don't know – look, I always thought that, like – I mean, I understand the outside of the strike zone is a little bit of a gray area. You know, some people say it's like the edge of the plate. Some people might say it's like a little bit off the edge of the plate. But regardless. No, it's totally the edge of the plate. One of those two. Whatever it is. These umpires cannot make up their minds, dude. Let me tell you what a strike zone is. 
It's right, the this plate. This is the from Drew Everhart. It's the plate. Okay. Right. So it's just the width of the plate. Knees to the letters on your jersey. Yeah. All the all the okay, jerseys, so all, they have to have the same letter height because that's where the top of the yeah, zone is. I, okay. So I think we're on the same page. And um, they just completely threw out the window. I thought that was like simple knowledge that I think a lot yeah, of people do. Yeah, they were like, you know what? Nah. We're just yeah. not going to do a normal strike zone. Let me go the line in the other batter's box. Let's go Sometimes. the line in the batter's box that the batter's standing in. And this is um, how Taylor got beamed twice in game one. I don't know if she got hit in game two. I think she did. I think so, too. She's going to have some bruises. Shout out she Taylor. Was, um, she was not a happy camper. I don't blame her. But, I mean, she had a great game in the field, or a great day in the field. But Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, just, I said it constantly. Her revenge wasn't on wasn't at the plate. It was mm, out in right, right. field. Because in game one, she had five putouts. No fly zone in right field. Every time there was a ball batted into right field, Taylor tracked it down. Wasn't even a doubt. But, yeah, I mean, I just – there were some pitches that would hit the outside of the zone, and they'd call it a strike, and then the next pitch would hit the same exact spot, but it'd be a ball, and then it'd be a strike again, and then yep. it'd be some balls. And I was like, dude, like, come on, man. It's like, like if I you want to call it, fine. Go do whatever. Just call you want. it every time. Yes. <laughs> just call it every time. Like, you know, like the zone doesn't have to be a perfect square or rectangle. Like, yeah, I understand, but just call it the same every single time, man. Because there were like really some pitches that were hitting the same exact spot on both sides. Like, not just trying to not just hope. And it was just, it was just kind of like he was like flipping a coin, you know. <laughs> and I was like, dude, like we can't be doing this, man. Like this is a huge series, honestly, the biggest series of the season. Yeah. And just. uh Nah, I'm all right. I'll just uh, call whatever I want. Yeah, but all right, that's my rant. I mean, I'm sure I'll think of something else eventually. Cause yeah. There's I always got, something we I have to of, rant about. A lot of bones to pick, but yeah, I hope. Or try and took the victory in game one, eight to four. That was a fun one. I was on play-by-play -play for that. Drew was on color, and then the next game we swapped seats. And this game, Drew, holy smokes. Well, first we were concerned because in the seventh inning of the first game, Hope mm -hmm. scored three runs, so we're like, okay, Hope's starting to come alive here. We know they're the, they're a very good batting team. They bat. They have a really good batting average. Score a lot of runs. Obviously, number two in the conference. Right. Or at the time, they're number one. And so we're like, man, they have a lot of momentum. And then we go into game two, and we just have four straight innings of big fat goose eggs on the scoreboard. Yeah, it was. Um, and those innings were. I mean, they were going quick, like. We were so fast. We were doing the so fast. We were doing the intro and then the outro for every half inning. It felt like every twenty seconds. Oh man, it was just moving. It wasn't even like. I mean, I don't know how many times we actually had an inning that was like three up, three down, but it felt like every single inning was yeah. just three, three batters up, three batters down. All right, let's just keep it moving. And but, I feel like a lot of people that look at that box score and will be like, man, that game must have been boring for the first four innings. It's like, actually, it went kind of fast. It was still kind of yeah. interesting. And I think part of that was just every all the implications with the game. We mm -hmm. knew what was at stake. And I thought, and it shows how much I know um, softball, that <laughs> um, whoever's going to score first is probably going to win this game. I mean, that's how it was feeling. For the first four innings, it was like, dude, is there just are we just going to go into like extras with no score? Right. And then... Hope scored, and then we're like, ah, <laughs> yeah. And then Man. I, they, the girls made me eat my words real quick. As in the next frame, scoring one, tying it back up. Then the seventh inning that just got way out of hand. It was just, I don't even know if we had of the three runs that we scored in the seventh inning, I'm not sure if any of them were earned, to be honest. I'm not entirely no, sure because I've like all of them were on pass balls. <laughs> Yeah. I think every run was on the pass ball. Yeah, Elena. Because has, Amanda's the first one of the game for us. That was on a pass ball after she yep. absolutely death stared uh, Hope's catcher. Yep, and then she just trotted home. Yeah. Well, hold on, let me think. Yeah, well, here, we'll look at the stats. So Elena Adams, she came in in relief. Chloe Haskins started the game for Hope. Chloe Haskins, four hits, zero runs, uh, one ball or one walk and one strikeout. And then Elena Adams comes in, three innings pitch, five hits allowed, four runs, but only one of them earned. Yeah, because Swarta had an RBI. Guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's just such a tough way to lose. I mean, am I upset to hope lost that way? Absolutely not. But, I mean, that was such a good game. And, like, the Thunderbats, they came alive. For a while there, it was just like, 
I mean, there there were runners were getting onto base. Yeah, it was like the first we were, four, but no one could get a runner across the plate. Yeah, we were getting hits. It was just that it would, they would almost come almost too late. Yeah, so it would be like once there would be two outs, then we'd start get something going, then. Then next thing you know, it's just a ground out, and you're like, oh, God, now you got to start all over again. Yep. I mean, that's almost what happened in the seventh inning. I'm pretty sure we only had – we had one or two outs when the, like – I mean, I guess we'll call it a rally. It was kind of like a self-inflicted rally on Hope's part. Yeah. But Thunder played a three runs in the top of the seventh, which was a huge boost. Um, lots of really good base running from the uh, from the Thunder – I mean, from the entire lineup, really. They right. Did a really good job base running. Um, we had a, a stolen base by Emily Wheaton. Asher Swart had an RBI. Taylor Murdoch and Emma Byer. Well, Taylor had one sacrifice, and then Emma Byer had two. And then Emily Wheaton with that stolen base, like I said. And that stolen base would come on a trip when she came around the base pass to score in the seventh inning. And she was juiced when she came, yeah. across, when she came across the plate. I think everyone was juiced. Super exciting. Thunder got the win and secured their eleventh. I, I have the scoring summary for the seventh oh, inning. Oh, here, let's yeah, let's let's hear it right here. So started out, Ashley swore out single to right field, RBI. Lexi Clark advances to the third. Ellie Trine scores. So I'm assuming that they were both walked on their way there. Uh, Emily Wheaton advanced to third. Lexi Clark scored on a pass ball unearned. Then Emily Wheaton scored on a pass ball unearned. I mean, just great awareness and great base running from the from the running, especially on third base. I mean, seeing your opportunity. Because the backstop at it's, Sport One Parking Field is not all that yeah, far back. Yeah, it's pretty short. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not. It's not nothing like Jannon. Jannon no. has a huge like. There's like a whole cornfield between home plate and the backstop. <laughs> but I mean, great awareness from them, and I don't know. I really I like the aggressiveness. Love the way Coach D coaches his team. Just keeps them aggressive, and I mean, here in it, that's yeah, eleven yeah. conference championships now. Yeah, then and that's. When I saw that, I knew that he had quite a bit. Yeah. But goodness, that is a lot, Coach D. I mean. Coach D is a walking and living legend here on the campus of Trine University. Yeah. I mean, what can't you, what is there not to say about the guy? Also, I heard it, I stayed after for like the senior, senior, uh, right. like thing ceremony. Yeah. I mean, his, the, the notes he gave to the players, that was, those were pretty funny. I got a kick out of those. He's entertaining. Um, but congratulations to the seniors, uh, Taylor, Mercedes, Lexi Clark, and Ashley Swartout. Absolutely. On some awesome careers. I mean, they're not done yet, but just want to put it out there. Congratulations, guys. You guys definitely earned this conference championship. It was a lot of fun to watch you guys play. And now. It was also a lot of fun to see everyone's reactions after that catch at the end of the game by Amanda. Just all all popped up and. It was a nice catch, yeah. by the way. It was a she, nice diving catch. So she had to go to the ground, caught it, and then, I mean, as soon as that ball was batted, I was like, I think that's a game. Yep. Like, I'm pretty sure that's it. Like, unless, like, by some horrible miracle, Amanda Prather's glove just, like, disintegrates. Yeah. But she probably still would have caught it barehanded, to be honest. Like, she would have done anything <laughs> yeah, honestly. to catch that ball. Yeah, well, that was a lot of fun, especially um, being able to call – uh, MIAA yeah. championship like that. That was awesome. Just uh, it's a fun weekend all around, Drew. Yeah, it really was, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I've, it was all awesome. Just now we got conference tournament coming up this week. Woo! It's gonna be interesting. Hoping I can get on that game. I w- would love to do a Traverse Alma rematch. By the way, the four teams that are playing in the conference, so it's they take the top four. So Trine's number one seed, Hope number two, Calvin number three. They managed to edge out Alma, and then Alma is the four seed, just barely scraping in, which is kind of surprising to say because Alma was really good this year. I mean, yeah. they are, not was they are a really good team this year. Right, I think it's just that, and I think it's like it's with every sport in, in the conference. Just that top four is super competitive, and. You never know really who's going to shake out to the top, but you know that top four is always going to be interesting. It's like that in basketball, both basketball, uh, men's and women's. It's like that in football, uh, hockey. It's always pretty interesting, just although it's not MIAA. But, uh, yeah, the conference, it's always very competitive at the top. The bottom four or five, um, they're competitive with each other, I guess. Yeah, I mean – 
Well, the only reason that Calvin got the third seed is because they have the better overall record. They're twenty-seven and nine. Alma is twenty-five and eleven. Both teams have a twelve and four conference record. So only two wins separate the top four teams. Alma and Calvin both twelve and four in conference. Hope thirteen and three, and then trying to top fourteen and two. So very competitive. And I mean, overall, Alma and Calvin have more wins than Trident and Hope. So this will be exciting. And then yeah, like you said, Drew. Uh, I mean. Kalamazoo and uh, St. Mary's tied-ish. Kalamazoo went seven and eight. St. Mary's went seven and nine. Adrian finished four and eleven. Albion finished two and fourteen, and then Olivet at the bottom, zero and sixteen in the conference. Rough go around for the Comets mm-hmm. this year. I just hope that um, with this regular season championship, that that'll boost our resume to get into the national tournament because. What we've been hearing throughout is that that first week is probably going to hurt us, and it might not. If we don't win out, we might not uh, get in. Although I, I think we said this a million times. That was like the number one tournament in the country. Going zero and six, we dropped five spots in the national poll. Usually, if you start out the season zero and six, you're dropping out of the national poll. You're never going to sniff yeah, the poll you, again. You're dropping out. So, I mean, yeah, that's a testament to how good these teams are. I mean, Christopher Newport, I'm pretty sure he's number one in the country still. Yep. I know Eastern Te- or East Texas Baptist. And Texas is, Lutheran. I mean, both those schools are up there. Um, played DePaul as well. That wasn't in Florida, but that was. We did play DePaul. Only, we lost 3-1. to one. DePaul, Number one team in the region. Best team in the region by far. They're probably a lock to make the national tournament as well. So, I mean, Trine has one of, if not the toughest schedule uh, in the entire country this year, but I, think, I also think I can't remember if it was when we interviewed her or if I was just when I was talking with her with Amanda. Um, they have like the number two toughest schedule in the region, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be something. I mean, there's no way because I can't think of any other teams other than maybe DePaul who are playing that level of competition, right? Because, like, I mean, Hope is Hope is a very good team. So is Alma, but I don't Adrian. think that they played. I remember, it might, might have been. Interviews are starting to run together here. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think this uh, Thunder team is peaking at the right time. They're on a nine-game win streak. Always nice to end the season on a massive win streak. Right, and, of course, and the teams that we had to beat in that nine-game win streak. I mean, it started out with the with the split Kalamazoo. Lost game one, won game two in five innings, which I know is a little bit frustrating. Um, and then destroyed Olivet, beat Adrian at Adrian, and then it was Alma and Hope, which – Admittedly, was like, I can't say that there was never a doubt in my mind. I mean, that was, those are two very good teams, and it's nothing like not taking anything away from our team, but I mean, Alma, great team, one of, if not the best player in the conference at Alma, and then Hope is just Hope, you know. But the Thunder, I mean, they pulled it out, and the entire time had fun doing it. I right. Mean, they looked like they were enjoying themselves. It never looked like it was all that hard for them. I mean, obviously, it was a very difficult task. But it just looked like it came very easily. And so now we get to do it all over again. And then... Bring it on. Hopefully a national playoff berth. Should have happened last year. <clears throat> NCAA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I completely forgot to ask Ashley. I wonder when the championship t-shirts are coming out. Oh, man, dude. We love our t-shirts. I got. Oh, dude, they I still need to give my track shirt. I don't know what's up with that, but they do have 50% off merch. Today Ooh. in UC, I think they're just selling some Thunder gear. Probably yeah. like some spring cleaning before all the students go home. Probably. Oh, I know if, well, they probably won't have 50% off that T-shirt, the championship T-shirt. Hopefully that will come out before um, I head out of here because I need that. Yeah, that would be – just got to make a collection. Maybe that's what I need to do to decorate my dorm room is just get a bunch of conference championship T-shirts and just hang up on the walls, you know? Well, I wish – one thing that – um. They did it my freshman year, and I wish that they would do it more. If you there would be games where they would hand out uh, mini championship banners. Those were sick. Oh, dude, I have those hanging dope. up in my room at home. That is dope. I got three of them. I think one was a track and field, one was football, mm. and the other was a uh, men's basketball. That's those sick. are those are sick. We need to do that more. Hey, uh, well, actually, I don't know who's in charge of that, so we'll just say Cisco. Hey, bro. Uh, it would be. Would it be? It might be Coach Land or Christian no Jones. Well, I have to have a sit down with Christian Jones over some coffee because apparently I still owe him coffee. Yeah, you owe him a coffee, apparently. Apparently. I mean, I'm, 
I don't know, man. I just, I don't know how I got roped into that. I was with Katie Pratt, and then it just all, Katie was like, Christian, he didn't get you a coffee. And then Christian was like, well, you owe me one, so I guess I owe Christian a coffee. But it's all right. I think he'll live. He seems, he's he's young enough. He's got the energy still. He doesn't need the coffee. <laughs> me telling Christian he's young enough when he's older than me. <laughs> Whatever works, man. <laughs> Whatever yeah, works. Man. It's, it's all good, but I mean, do we have any? I mean, it's 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 an exciting time right now for spring sports. Trine will be playing for a conference championship. Yep. For softball, of course, track and field will be happening Friday and Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Outdoor, that'll be at Albion. Excited for that too. Uh, we should be getting Jake Gladio in here for an interview. Not entirely sure if that's going to be released on its own or if that's going to be part of this episode, so I guess we'll find out on Wednesday whenever you guys are hearing this. But, uh, Drew, any uh, closing remarks? Um, just thank you for a great year. Just for everyone listening and uh, Ben, obviously. I mean, thank yeah, you for being... it was a lot being, of fun. Thank you for volunteering to be on this. I wasn't 100% sure. You were on the list for who I was going to ask to be on um, here, but I was Clyder. like, man, I know he has track, and I've been told that, like... um been told before by the real John K underscore don't really get athletes as your co-hosts because all they'll want to do is talk about their sport. Uh, you have not been doing that. You brought up track sparingly and it's been in the right moments. So, yeah, um, I mean, no one wants to just, I mean, no offense to the track and field team because I love everybody on the team, but track and field is just like not really all that exciting. Right. To be honest, <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things where you, don't I know that there's like real track enthusiasts out there, but I know that like I think that this audience wouldn't really want to just listen to a bunch of track results I mean, because like, I barely know what they mean. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely time to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's what this interview with Jake's going to be about tomorrow. Even though Jake's a football player, I, I want to focus on the track and field aspect because right. because I mean he's a national champion. Yeah, in it. and he's looking for two more rings this year. So yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, this but, is the beginning of the end. For Storm Center, <laughs> just kidding. I'm gonna do no, my best with it. But. We're going to be all right in the end, but um, probably. Yeah. Most so, <laughs> I mean, I turned over the reins. Uh, doesn't mean that I won't be on here as long as. Oh no, Drew is going to be on here. Yeah, as long as Ben will have me back. Without Drew, this the whole operation might fall apart until I figure out what's going on. So uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna show you the ropes. Um, we got time. Yeah, just hopefully we can be able to improve everything. Um. Format might change. It doesn't matter to me. The, the, this format this year is what I decided to do. It made sense to me. We will cross that bridge when we come to it, Drew. I think I'll keep the same format for this episode just because, you know, continuity. Right. And it's still like, what season do we just, is this season three? This is season three, apparently. Well, there was no label on it, but next year, season four, <laughs> it's time. Y'all are mine now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I'm excited for next year. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great year. We saw a lot of awesome things happen. We yeah. watched women's basketball. That was so much fun. It's been so much fun. Um, thank you to everyone oh, that we've interviewed this year. I'm going to try to get them in order here. Keyshawn Amison, Jacob Yoder, uh, Nick Bowman, who I saw him in the calf today, said what's up, uh, Tara Benovich, Aiden Warzeka, Bryce Williams, Amanda Prather, Adrian Rosie, and now Ashley Swartout adding – two, three, uh, eight, seven or eight friends of the pod. Yep. And hopefully one more. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, Jake, which I won't be here for that interview, but Ben's going to kill it regardless. Yeah. I'm going to ask Jake all the hard hitting questions. So yeah, we're going to have to see if that's going to go on this episode or if it's just going to be released separately because we are pushing close to an hour now already. Really? Oh yeah. God. 53 minutes. Oh yeah. I guess with the Ashley with interview. The interview, that's all right. Ah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. There's no set format. We can kind of do whatever we want. As long as Josh Hornbacher approves, that is. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, been a lot of fun. Thank you for a great year. Thanks for everyone for supporting the podcast, all the broadcasts. Um, we've seen some crazy numbers this year. Um, you know, I won the uh, Golden Microphone Award, which yes, sir, I don't know. Drew. I don't know. Still, do you have that award yet? Like, have you received it? No. No, I haven't. <laughs> um, I think it's just a piece of paper, but I still haven't got it yet. But cool um, if it was like an actual golden microphone. I that would have been sick, but I don't think that's how it's. I don't gonna think be. we have the budget for uh, that. Yeah, I don't think that's how it goes. But um, <laughs> yeah, and just thank you to everyone. I mean, 
I saw a lot of support after that, and it really showed um, how much people recognize what we do. Not just me. I mean, Ben, you do the same stuff I do. Sometimes. I mean, Maybe not to the level of expertise quite yet, but we'll get there. That's what next year's for. Yeah. I'm only um, a sophomore. Yeah, still got a long way to go with what we're going to do, but we're trying to make um, this department kind of a, a pipeline for people who want to work in – Sports broadcasting. I think we're on our way. Oh, I think so, too. I mean, you've already seen it uh, with, like, I've seen, like, the comments on some of the streams that we do for, like, basketball. Mm-hmm. Seems to be a pretty common consensus that Trident Broadcasting Network is one of the better uh, MIAA, like, streaming sites. Yeah. And, and it's no small part to everyone who's a – everyone has a piece of it here. Yeah, and that's the everyone. It's not just the talent. The, it's all the producing, all the camera work that we have, all the graphics that goes into it. Um, I know that we try to, I mean, with the standard that we have, we have to do our best at each game. Sometimes yeah. you'll have an off day, but you yeah, still have to, um, still need to be better than most because oh, yeah. it, there's a reputation with this. We have to carry that. So, um yeah, because if you don't uphold that reputation, Andy Brown will come to your house and he will like <laughs> steal food out of your kitchen or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That would be something would... Andy would do. He would just he would come on and just take food instead of like actually reprimanding you. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, be like I'm taking your food and be yeah, like, I'm just gonna take right, your. I need yeah, to do better. I'm gonna take your gallon of milk and these cheese its. <laughs> don't do it again. <laughs> be like, all right, Andy. all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, but um, we saw a lot of great moments. Um, Doing hockey, basketball, and softball. Hockey was seen some man. of the better moments I think that have happened on campus this year. Um, that try and pack the house night, I was on the call for that. That was insane. Yep. It got very yep. loud in there. Um, obviously, the Hope Trine game, even though Trine lost, was still oh, that a great was experience. Still a fun one. Uh, uh, Tara absolutely lighting everyone up Tara over MIAA conference. Why so shooter? Tara Benovich. She don't yeah. miss. Um, Every game that Nick Bowman had a slam, except for one game against all of that. So, Nick, just remember, I will remember that one forever. Yeah, I mean, and that kinda, was the game where we scored 100 points. Kind of lacking, Nick. What's going on here, man? But to I'm make up kidding. for it, Bryce did have eight threes in that game. And then we had an interview with him. And then the next week, he had 11 in a game. Dude, he had – that was a ridiculous stretch, too. Yeah. I mean, so much crazy stuff happened this uh, this year. Um and, I mean, shoot, it was, like, the first year back to, like, real, like, normalcy since COVID happened. Right. And I tried this year to get um, some more interviews because last year uh, we only had one interview. And John – well, we had that interview because John wanted to show me the ropes of everything. Right. And um, that one interview was good. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try and get an interview. Like, with football, if we win, I'll try to get an interview whenever we do. Yeah. And then with basketball – try to get interviews uh, whenever we can, if, if we're still going to be great, which we were. So, yeah, with that, just uh, it's been a good year. It's going to be been a very good year. It's going to be good next year also. I'm excited for it. I'm going to be a senior, man. This is, uh, this is getting way too real. I know, Drew. You're getting old, man. <laughs> I am. Dude, uh, what's going on here? I mean, I'm going to be a junior next year. That's kind Especially of when you just turned 20. I feel yeah, very old. I did just turn 20. <laughs> I'm going to be well, I'm also, this I'm year. also like – Kind of like young for my class. I'm going to be 22 this year. Drew's so old, man. What is going on here? Grandpa Drew over here. Yeah. Uncle Drew. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, I mean, I think that's all I got for this episode. Like Drew said, thank you guys. Yep. uh, For an awesome year, and we'll be right back at it. Well, this isn't isn't the last episode. I think that Jake interview is going to come out uh, on its own. Yep. Uh, I'll probably release that. I mean, it might just come out tomorrow as well. Um, we'll see. But uh, we'll see yeah. what happens. It could be a double upload. Could be. Um, yeah, we'll get maybe. to get the chance to talk about conference championship time for the track and field team and his goals uh, on a national stage, which he most certainly can achieve. He's a freak. But uh, <laughs> no and, kidding. Yeah. Until then, uh, I mean, yeah, that's all I got, man. Thank you for joining me again, Drew. Absolutely. That's a weird. Thanks that's for not over. how this is supposed to be. Thanks for taking over, man. You're supposed to be thanking me for joining you. I know. <laughs> this is very weird. I'm in a new seat, new mic. Um, I got to get used to it, though. Yeah, this is well, – we're learning. But, yeah, so hopefully my first some kind of episode isn't too bad. 
Maybe everyone's listening to be like, oh, man, who is this clown? People clicked off 30 minutes. Oh, right yeah. No, I'm they, kidding. They, they were listening, and then they heard my voice, and they're like, this is not Drew Everhart. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's it, Drew. Appreciate you coming on, my man. Absolutely. Big shout out to Ashley for joining us on the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Make sure you go follow her on Twitter. Her Twitter is at Ashley underscore sword out. Uh, so adding more friends to the pod. Shout out Coach D and the Trine softball team for clinching their 11th MIAA championship. And they'll be in action on Thursday to take on Alma in the first round. But uh, I think that wraps up everything I got to say. I've been Ben Wangard, your host, your new host. Join the time with Drew Everhart. Thank you guys for watching or listening or whatever you guys do. And uh, <laughs> I think this wraps up season three. So we'll see you guys in the fall. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.